ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد we continue inshallah reading from the book tafsir al-nasik bi ahkam al-manasik for the lord sheikh العلام المحدث عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظه الله تعالى chapter about tilbiya and as i mentioned before we want to complete this book alhamdulillah we have couple classes and uh, that's why i'm going to summarize i'm going to mention everything the sheikh says in his book Tilbiya <coughs> is that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at Ihram he says Labbaika Umrah wa Hajj Labbaik The Sahaba Ridwanullah Alaihim when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to call them they used to say, Labbaika Ya Rasulullah. Here I am, O Messenger of Allah. So those people who make Hajj and Umrah, they answer in the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they say, Here I am, Allah, performing Hajj. Here I am, performing Umrah. That would mean Labbaik. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to say in the Talbiyah, and this talbiyah began right when you engage in the state of ihram. When a person at the miqat for umrah and they say labbaik Allahumma umrah, it is legislated from that time to say labbaik Allahumma labbaik talbiyah. It's called talbiyah. The talbiyah of the Prophet was like this labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ That's the talbiyah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ This talbiyah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam affirmed the tawheed. When a person says, Labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. Affirmed the tawheed and in the same way, bara'a min al-shirk, person free himself from shirk. Because you say, Labbaik Allahumma, Allah, that's tawheed. La sharika laka. And you free yourself from shirk. 
You have no equal, you have no partners, you have nobody like you, O oh Allah. No partners. So this is the Tilbi of Tawheed. Okay, so a person remember this. Not just a statement that they say, La bayk, Allahumma la bayk. Now this is a statement of Tawheed. So you say لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ You praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know that all favors and bounties come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has no partners who has no partners subhanahu wa ta'ala The Shaykh says and it is recommended for men to raise their voices with talbiyah the men, they raise their voice. They don't just say it with their lips, but they raise it. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Okay? Because of a hadith that the Shaykh mentioned, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Ja'ani Jibreel faqala li, Ya Muhammad, more ashabak, and yarfa'u aswatahum bi talbiyah. Shaykh mentioned this hadith who says, Jibreel came to me and said to me, O Muhammad, command your companions to raise their voices with talbiyah. As for the woman, she does not raise her voice. The woman, she makes talbiyah, but she does not raise her voice with talbiyah. She does not raise her voice. And the talbiyah, you began saying it, this phrase, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ From when you engage in the state of ihram, for hajj or umrah. Okay? And you continue to say it. As for the hajj, you say it on the 8th of the hijjah, until the tenth, the morning of the Eid. That morning, you, when you throw the Jamrat al-Aqaba. And there is difference of opinion. Some of the ulama, they says, is it as soon as you get to Jamrat al-Aqaba and before you throw the first pebble or with the last pebble? But it ends right there on the, on the Hajj. So you have the whole eighth and the ninth and the morning of the 10th of the Hijjah until you do the Jamrat al-Aqaba whether you did it at 9 o'clock in the morning 11, 12, 3 p.m. people are faster than others mashallah, some people whatever the case is and this doesn't mean that a person has all he say all the time no, mashallah, yes, you sleep of course, in these days you may sleep you eat you can read Quran but the ulama, they said, you remember to say it. Some people, they forget about talbiyah, don't even say it. Yeah. Once a while, you, you do the talbiyah, and everybody do it by himself. It's not to be done as jama'ah, as a group. As some of the people who don't know the sunnah, they have one person with the bohorn. And everybody say after him. No, everybody say it to himself. And they say it, and they have to contemplate on what they say, because this is tawheed. Okay? 
So, when you put the ihram, listen, people, they're already in Mecca, they made Umrah, as we mentioned, Tamattu, on the 8th of the Hijjah, in their hotels, whatever the place they're in, they take a shower that morning of the 8th of the Hijjah, and then they put on their clothing of ihram for the men, the women, their regular clothing are their clothing of ihram, and then they say, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ حَجَّمْ and from that moment they start talbiyah. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. If they walk into Mina, MashaAllah. If they are on a bus, they say it on a bus. Once they get to Mina, of course they're going to get some rest, they're going to eat, they're going to use the bathroom, they're going to pray, you can read Quran, you can review the Hajj. But once in a while, you got to keep saying talbiyah, okay? On Arafat, likewise. That morning when you be going to the bus in Arafat, on the bus, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَ لَبَّيْكَ On Arafat, you say it. When you leave Arafat by Maghrib, coming to Muzdalifah, you say Talbiyah. This is what the Prophet used to say. And at Muzdalifah, when you get there, you say Talbiyah. When you get up in the morning, as when you leave Muzdalifah, after you pray Fajr, you leave Muzdalifah going towards Jamrat al-Aqaba, on the way, you say Talbiyah. Okay? <clears throat> and of course, if you get tired, you stop. If you're hungry, you eat. Of course, you are, you're tired, you take a nap. It's okay. It's okay. But as long as whenever you feel like have some energy, you're not reading the Quran, you're not praying, you're not doing some muraja'ah and reviewing the chapters of Hajj because you need to have a book like this or the book of Sheikh bin Baz, Al Albani, Take the CDs, these classes, for example, or other, others, alhamdulillah. If you know Arabic, there is a, you, don't, you don't need these ones. There is so many materials with our noble scholars. But if you don't, you speak English, you can take those or other translations from the trustworthy, inshallah ta'ala, people upon the sunnah. And you take it on a CD or an MP3 and you listen to it. So that you can... Huh? Especially if this is your first time to make Hajj, or even the second. Because uh, what you hear now is one thing, but once you get there, it's oh, subhanAllah. Especially when you see people doing you know, different things, so you're like, what? So you have to follow what you, what you learn. Because this is from the Quran and the Sunnah, barakallahu feekum. As for the Umrah, you continue to say the talbiyah from the ihram until when you're about to start the tawaf. Start the tawaf, then no more talbiyah. That's it. The masjid now is going to mention duhulu al-masjid al-haram. Okay, because when you come first, you're going to start with umrah. Okay? And the Umrah meaning you're going to make Tawaf. And that Tawaf is around the Kaaba. And where the Kaaba is? Where? Where's the Kaaba? Mecca. In Mecca. Precisely? In the Masjid al-Haram. It's inside the Masjid. That's why the Sheikh has this chapter. Dukhulu al-Masjid al-Haram. Entering the Masjid al-Haram. But keep in mind when you say al-masjid, when you hear this term al-masjid al-haram, it means both the masjid where the Kaaba is, and also it means the entire Mecca city. 
Okay? The entire Mecca city. And that's why some of the ulama, they mention, the ulama who mentioned that, the reward of a hundred thousand, because remember, praying in the Masjid al-Haram in Mecca is one prayer in it is better a hundred thousand times than any prayer elsewhere. SubhanAllah, it's a great name. One prayer, not one year or one month. One prayer, let's say Fajr. One record. No, one prayer. Or one prayer. One prayer, which is Fajr or Dhuhr or Asr or Maghrib or Isha. The ulama, they said, included the Sunnah. Oh, sunnah the sunnah too. Sunnah prayer. Include the Sunnah too. Okay? Meaning, the Sunnah too is multiplied. So, one of the ulama in his book, he did the math. He says one prayer, one prayer in the Masjid al-Haram where Mecca is, is better than 56 years of prayers wow. elsewhere. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. That's a great ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when a person enters the Masjid al-Haram, there is etiquette, because it is a masjid. You enter with your right foot, and you say the hadith, say the dua. Bismillah, Allahumma salli, wa sallim ala Rasulillah, a'udhu billahi al-azim, wa abu wajhihi al-kareem, wa sultanihi al-qadim, min al-shaytani al-rajim, Allahumma iftah li abu wa rahmatik. This dua is the same dua, you do when you come to this masjid, Masjid Tawheed. Same dua when you enter any masjid. When you enter, you enter with your right foot and you make this dua. As it occurs in Sayyid Muslim. And the Hajj and the Mu'tamir, when you get to the masjid, you enter from any gate. There is a lot of gates, a lot of gates. How many precisely, I don't remember, but I know there is gate number 96. Wow, there's 96 gates. Maybe more, Allah There is main gates, and there is a side gate, small ones, there are many of them. But there is the main gates, like Bab al-Malik Abdul Aziz, there is Bab al-Rahma, Bab... Uh, there is, there, is, there is some main gates, big ones, and there is a side gates too, okay? Smaller compared to the big one. So, some people, they want to enter only from one gate, and they be looking for it and put themselves in, in hardship. Once you get there, you enter from any gate that is your way, Okay? Whatever is easy for you. So once you enter subhanAllah, it's it's amazing feeling. After all these years seeing the Kaaba pictures, now with the technology on YouTube and, and this and that, subhanAllah, now you're going to see it with your eyes. You're going to see it in reality. After seeing it in the pictures all these years. Okay, after being 6,000 miles away from it, now you're like six feet 
Well, man, let's say be realistic. Maybe 60 feet, six feet. That's on on a good day. Right. But it's very crowded. Okay. Now you're gonna see the Kaaba. It's in front of you. It's amazing. From the gate, it's like 60 feet. You say. No, no, no. Oh. From the gate is far. Actually, when you enter from any gate, you don't see the Kaaba. Oh, it's that far. The masjid is big. And also remember, because the, the, the Kaaba is in the bottom of a valley. Right. So as you enter, those gates are higher in a level. So as you enter, you don't see nothing. You see masjid, huge place, people. And then as you walk in, you walk maybe like 20 feet, and then you go down three, four, five steps. You walk another 15, 20 feet, drop another four, five steps taking you down. Then you walk another 15, 20 feet, go down, still didn't see no Kaaba yet. Mm. You see only pillars and people, and, and then you start seeing a little bit, the bottom of it. And as you're getting closer, you start seeing the Kaaba, alhamdulillah, and people making tawaf. And by the way, this mission is always open, 24 seven, never close. Never close, never. Never close. Because the Prophet made a condition for the keepers of the Kaaba. Okay, he told them, La tamna'u ahadan. Never. La uh, tamna'u. Do not prevent anyone to pray or to make tawaf in this masjid in any day, any moment of the day or the night. So this place does not close Masjid al-Haram. There is always people in there. And in our times, there is always crowd, it's always crowded. SubhanAllah. So this is the Kaaba that people turns to in the Salat huh? from all over the world and you're going to see it over there in here we face northeast right for us northeast but what about Japan what they face northeast no, no. they're the opposite of us right. what about Russia they north to the Kaaba Yemen they face north Russia Syria Iraq they face south. No. See? Right. Afghanistan, India, China, but Japan. They face west. See? Australia, maybe what? Um, northwest. And over there you see people, especially if they call the Iqama and people start lining up for the Salat, what happened? It's a circle. Allahu <laughs> Akbar. So you pray in here and somebody, the opposite facing you, he's not facing you. He don't even know that you're there. He's facing the Qibla, which is the Kaaba. It's amazing. Now people, they pray in circles in there because everybody has to face the Kaaba. Huh? The Imam over there, he usually, if it's, if it's not crowded, he pray right between the station of Ibrahim and the door of the Kaaba. Facing the Kaaba, of course. Okay, that's where he prays, the Imams. 
But if they are crowded, and it's very crowded, like in Hajj, then they pray a little bit far, not on the Sahin. They pray a little bit, facing the Hajar al-Aswad. No, it depends on how crowded it is. So, the, so there are circles around the Kaaba. So the closest you are to the Kaaba, the smallest is what? The diameter of that circle. You see? And the people who are far away, I don't know where, Alaska and who, way in Scandinavia and them, they the farthest, they have the, the biggest circle. But the closest you get to the Kaaba, the smallest the circle becomes. Until you go there, so here there is so many people are between us and the Kaaba, right or wrong? Huh? The people now in North Africa, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, people in Egypt, Senegal, Mauritania, Mali, but all people are, 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 are closer to the Kaaba than us. That's true. But, Alhamdulillah, you never know. One day you go there, early for example, you're making tawaf, they call the iqama for Fajr, and you're right there. Nobody between you and the Kaaba. Nobody, just you. You're in, right there. You're in the first row. <laughs> Nobody between you and the Kaaba. Alhamdulillah. How close can you pray to the Kaaba? How close? Right there. Your head is right here and the Kaaba is right here. Already? Oh, yes. Oh. No, they allow the people, there's nothing. You get close to the Kaaba. Unless, from the other side, unless if you're praying behind the Imam, then you have to now the Imam is the closest to the, the wall of the Kaaba, you're behind him. But the people in the opposite of the Imam, they're right there with the Kaaba. The Kaaba is in front of them. You see? And the Imam is over there, and they're facing the Kaaba, but behind the Kaaba there is the Imam. But then they're right there, like this is the wall of the Kaaba, they're right here. So everybody in a circle. In a circle. So when a person enters the Masjid al-Haram, intending to make tawaf, then there is no tahiyyat al-Masjid. He doesn't, person coming to make Umrah, doesn't go and make tahiyyat al-Masjid like we do here. The two units first for tahiyyat, greeting of the Masjid, la. That tawaf is tahiyyat al-masjid. Okay? Because you're going to pray two rakats once you finish the tawaf. But if a person now, alhamdulillah, finished the umrah, went to the hotel, take a shower, now he's coming back to pray asr or whatever, maghrib. If he come before the salat, before he sits, pray tahiyyat al-masjid. Okay? But if you're going to perform umrah, you don't pray to hate the masjid. You just go straight and start your tawaf. Now the tawaf. Sheikh is going to mention another chapter about the tawaf. The Sheikh says tawaf, which is to go around the Kaaba, is a ibadah, is an act of worship. Okay? That Allah has legislated. And this act of worship is specific to the Kaaba. Specific for the Kaaba. Therefore, it is not permissible for anyone to perform any tawaf around anything other than the Kaaba. No grave or nothing. So you see some ignorant Muslims, they make tawaf around graves. Mm. 
So the Sheikh he says, whenever he sees some people performing tawaf, doesn't matter what they're making the tawaf around anything other than the Kaaba, you should know that it is not legislated in the deen of Allah. Because that's the only tawaf that Allah has legislated. People they make tawaf around some graves, the grave of Al Hussein. What is the word tawaf mean? Tawaf to circumambulate. To go around. To go around. No, that's tawaf. Some people, masakin, because this is, is very important to learn the deen of Allah. It's very important. Otherwise, people are going to fall into mistakes following the crowd. Whatever they find, the people do when they do. And those who made hajj, you perhaps you've seen these people doing a lot of things that is not from the sunnah in hajj. Why? Because they follow following somebody else. Somebody else, yes. And especially some of them, they have a guide, a leader, and that leader is ignorant, jahi. He don't know. And whatever he tells them, he does. they, they do. do it. I remember once there's a group, I don't want to mention the country, but they are not, they don't know Arabic. They don't know, and obviously they don't. It doesn't mean because, I didn't say they're not Arabs, because it doesn't mean uh, those who don't know Arabic, they automatically they're not Arabs, no? You could, you, there is a lot of non-Arabs who speak Arabic fluently. And there is Arabs who don't know Arabic, see? Mm-hmm. No, so, Sheikh al-Albani, rahimahullah, he wasn't Arab. Bukhari, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Muslim, all of these great scholars, they were not. Actually, the Imam in Arabic language, not just in Hadith, this one of the great scholars in Arabic, his name Sibawi, he was named an Arab. Okay? So anyway, I witnessed this myself, me and another brother. We were in Umrah, not in Hajj. Actually, this was like eight months or seven months after Hajj. We were doing Umrah, just a regular Umrah. And this this group, and they have this guy. And he's reading from this little book. And they are behind him. And he's like, whatever he says, they say. And then he says, oh Allah, in, uh, in Arabic, okay? Accept, they say, accept, hajjana. He says, our hajj. They all say, our hajj. I said to the guy, Hajj, Umrah. He, he pushed me, he pushed me. Wow. Get out of here. Yes, he's talking about it. <laughs> Why you talk to me? And then when he didn't want to listen to us, me and the brother, we're talking to the people now. Like, Hajj, yeah, what Hajj are you talking about? This is Umrah. They're like, no, don't listen to them. Listen to the guy. Yes, so tawaf is a ibadah, is an act of worship, legislated by Allah, only around the Kaaba. We don't go around anything else except around the Kaaba. Of course, to seek nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, therefore, the Sheikh says, yes. You will find people pray and perform salat in so many places on earth, right wrong. People perform salat in America, South America, Canada, Europe, Asia, who knows, Africa, okay? 
No problem. Can somebody say, no, we're the only one praying? No. Fasting also Ramadan. People fast in many places, right or wrong? Tayyib. Dhikr Allah. Do you have to be in one place to remember Allah? No. In many places. Allah is Sadaqah. But you cannot say that, look, the same way we're making tawaf around the Kaaba, there is so many other people in all over the world are making tawaf too. You can't say that. So if you are praying in the haram, praying asr, or praying sunnah, or remembering Allah, or reading the Quran in there at the haram, Yes, you can say, yes, alhamdulillah. Maybe there is so many other people are doing the same thing. There are people in Asia, Europe, America, Africa, who knows, are praying right now. Reading Quran right now. Fasting right now. But, but you cannot say there is so many people in Africa, Asia, there is doing tawaf around the car. Doing tawaf because there is only one tawaf that is legislated. Tawaf now, from it is that which is rokan pillar in Hajj. Question, because we took this one. What is the tawaf that is rokan in Hajj? What is it called? Ahsan, tawaf al ifada. That's the one that you do on the Eid day, on the tenth of the Hijjah. What is the father? Tawaf al ifada because it's called like that because Allah subhanahu wa taala says. When you leave Arafat and you pass by Muzdalifah and you do the Jamrat al-Aqaba, then you, you, you perform the Hajj, the Tawaf al-Ifadah, that is what it's called. And in Umrah, it is the Tawaf, the, the only Tawaf, because Umrah has only one Tawaf. Because Hajj has how many Tawaf? Three Tawafs. The first Tawaf, which is Tawaf al-Qudum for Umrah, if you are Mutamatta, and Tawaf al-Ifada on the, on the tent of the Hijjah and the Tawaf al-Wada'a the farewell Tawaf Sheikh he mentions some of the virtues of Tawaf okay so this is not just like you're going around seven times there is a benefit, there is a virtue reward from Allah this hadith that is colloquial Imam al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah and also Imam al-Baghawi in Sharh al-Sunnah rahimahullah on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma wa fihi man tafa bihada al-bayti usbu'an fa ahsahu kana ka'itqi raqaba however circambulate this house seven times then he get the reward as though he frees a slave see free one slave one slave that's the reward Now, this person who's making tawaf, he's making tawaf around the house of Allah, the Kaaba. And the house of Allah has four corners. Okay? There is two corners that you don't touch, you don't kiss or nothing. You just pass them. And there is two corners, one of them, you just touch without kissing it or kissing your hand. And that's a rukn al-yamani. And there is the other corner which the Hajar al-Aswad is in, the black stone is in. Okay? Can you go inside? The black stone is in. Can you go inside? The Kaaba? 
You can, but you don't need to. Uh, no, it's not that the point. The point is how you get there because the person who has the key to the door, you need to find who he is, and if he allow you in, he you can go in. Yes, some people. You go to see the stone, the black stone. No, the no, no. The, the black stone, you don't have to go inside the carpet. The black stone is on a corner. Oh, you can see it. You see this corner right here? Uh-huh. They have it right there. And you don't have to enter. You can kiss it right there. And it's clear? You can see it? Yes, yes. See it. So, what is it? Glass? That corner? How is it? It's always open. Well, they have... Uh, they put... Uh, they put... Uh, they put it in, in something, you know? So the black stone is on the Kaaba, in but the corner. Though, isn't it? But it's protected by, they have some steel. metal, huh? Steel. Carved steel. Yeah, it's carved steel, carved like around it, that around. you put your head, head oh. enough to put your head in there and kiss it. So right. it's that much open then, huh? Yes, yes. Okay. But uh, you don't have to enter the Kaaba to kiss the black stone, no, because it's outside. But you can go in the Kaaba and pray because the Prophet ﷺ, he entered the Kaaba in the conquest of Mecca and two companions entered with him. Who remember who they are? Ali? No. no. Huh? Bilal. Bilal, yes. Bilal. Bilal and? Yeah. Is it true that Hazrat Ali was born in Kaaba? His mother gave birth in Kaaba? No. No? So that's, that's not a true hadith then. So where did they come up that? with that? That he was born in the Kaaba. Where they bring that from? Yeah. The same way. Those people who says fish has six eyes. <laughs> Can you tell me where they bring that from? Huh? They, imagination. Eh, they just hear stuff and spread, you know. Usama ibn Zayd, Ahsant. Next question. Why? Why Bilal and Usama? Why not Abu Bakr and Umar? Why not Usman and Ali? Why not Talha and Zubair? Why not Ibn Mas'ud and Abdurrahman ibn Awf? Why? Why not Abu Bakr and Ali or Talha and Zubair? Why not Uthman and Ibn Abbas? Why Bilal? And, and Usama. There is explanation to it, though. It's not like randomly or something. So he chose them? No. Prophet ﷺ is just. He didn't say, where are they? Come here. No. Oh. So how did he... What happened? Huh? Because of their position. Highest position? No. I guess. No. Because once the door is open, they were the closest two people to him. Oh. That's why he allowed them, regardless oh. who they are. This to, why? Because Abdullah ibn Umar, Abdullah ibn Umar, he's the one who narrated this hadith. He says, I was the third man. If a third person was allowed, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So why these people, these two, they were close to the Prophet Why? Because protecting him? No. Ahsan. Huh? Because Bilal is the Mu'adhim. The, the Mu'adhin called the Adhan oh, and he was always next to the Prophet yeah, that's right, the Prophet said to him call the Adhan do this that's he's right, right there that's right that's see right. that's why he got that merit and what about Usama ibn Zayn? 
Why he was so close to the Prophet at that moment? Why? So is it true Bilal went up top of the Kaaba and gave the first azan? <laughs> I don't know. No. We'll check it. Okay. I'm sorry, because Usama ibn Zayd, he was riding behind the Prophet ah. he, well, he, he was riding, horse. he was riding with him. No, the Prophet he has him behind him. So as soon as they uh, they got there, the Prophet <coughs> get off, he got off, so he got with him. Okay. Let's go back in here. Okay. Okay. It's okay. So, that's the only, like I told you, the only two corners. Al-Hajar al-Aswad, where the black stone is, that corner, and the opposite. then you can kiss the black stone. But if you, if you can't get there without harming yourself or harming others. In our days, it's impossible, almost impossible for a person to kiss the stone without harming himself or harming others. Because ignorant people, they fight in there. Not only that, now ignorant women and men taking their wives in there, and their mothers and daughters. So you see that, you don't want to go there because you're going to be stick to some women to kiss, you'll be kissing something else. So you stay away, the ulama, they says, la. Because kissing the black stone is a sunnah. Yeah. It's only sunnah. If you don't kiss it, your tawaf still okay. But getting there and harming people, pushing, touching women, this, that's haram. haram. Especially in haram. And we cannot practice a sunnah by falling into haram. You can't do that. Okay, I give you an example. Somebody see this poor man who has no place, no nothing. Is it obligatory on that man to help that man? No. But he really wants to help him and he wants to stick up another person and, and steal his money and give it to this guy. Can he do that? No. There's no Robin Hood in Islam. No. Alright? <laughs> no, he can't do that. Likewise, kissing the black stone Alhamdulillah is a sunnah. But if it's crowded and a person is going to fall into haram by causing harm to others or causing harm to himself, no, no, he stay away. And just point to it like this without kissing his hand. As we mentioned earlier. Al-Rukn al-Yamani is the one right before the, the corner where the Hajar al-Aswad is. Right there. If this is Hajar al-Aswad, Rukn al-Yaman is right here. The one right, the other corner before it. This one, what you do, you just go there and touch it with your hand. No kissing, nothing. Also, if you can. If you can, because people are fighting over there too. To kiss it and people, they go hug it and they don't want to leave. And somehow, a lot of things. So that one, if you cannot touch it, then you leave it and keep going, alhamdulillah. The tawaf you have to do seven times. 
Not five, not six, not 25. You don't add nothing, you don't miss anything. Not like somebody says, look, people, they don't want seven, I'm going to double it so my reward can be doubled. No, it doesn't work like that. You don't sit there and do 14, so I'm doing 14. No. You're going to do it as the Prophet ﷺ did. Seven times. This, the first round starts well. You got to start from the black stone. Cannot start halfway, you'll be for it, la, look, after it. Hmm? Do you go clockwise or does it doesn't matter? No, it, it, it does matter. Okay. The the Kaaba the has to stay to your left. So okay? you Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Yes. So the Kaaba has to stay to your left, yeah. not to your right. Alhamdulillah, now nobody go around unless if somebody waiting on some sick bidah. Because you go there, you find everybody doing, doing in the same direction. Oh, they're going the same direction. Unless if somebody really, somebody tell him, look, yeah. man, don't, you got to do it this way. I never seen it. Okay. I never seen it, alhamdulillah. But we go there, we see everybody Woman going. and children at the same time as men? Same time. Okay. Now. So we got to start from the Hajar al-Aswad. If somebody, for example, it depends what gate you came in. If you came from, let's say the Hajar al-Aswad is here, but you enter from here. Even though you, you're, you're going with the people, it looks like you're making tawaf. You see? Right, right. But you, you're not making tawaf yet. Why? Because you're not there in the Because you, when you have to start that, Hajar al-Aswad. So even though you're in the opposite corner from Hajar al-Aswad, corner, you made it, you're with the people. What do you do? You just walk because you have to make it there. That's the easiest way. You walk, 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 walk. Once you get in the same direction with the Hajar, and of course it's very crowded, you cannot make it to it to kiss it, you just point to it and say, Allahu Akbar, Bismillah, Allahu Akbar, and keep going. Once, and you keep going. So, you go around until you go around the entire Kaaba until you, you, you get back to Hajar al-Aswad, that's counted one. That's one round. That's yes. Hajj time is very crowded. You start all the way in the back. How do you know that, that corner is there? No, you see it. It's, it's clear. Alhamdulillah. Right. Now you see, because you still see the Kaaba. No, I know the Hajj al-Aswad. The Hajj? No, you're the Hajj al-Aswad. You need to know, because Hajj al-Aswad, you see it. Uh, I say, how would you know that you see it? You, you ask. Like, the circle is like you. You gotta ask first. If you, that's why, that's why I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you go there, it's gonna be. You gotta know what you're doing. Okay, so you go there, next people they ask, they say, where is Hajar Aswad? Okay. But you got to ask somebody who knows, not somebody who give you anything. And that's a very good question. There is four corners. Right. Hajar Aswad is easy. You're going to see more people fighting to kiss. That's Hajar Aswad. Usually that's Hajar Aswad. But also, if you look, if you look at... Let's say that's Hajar Aswad over there, Yahwan. This corner right here is Hajar Aswad, right? Right. Let's say this corner. You know there is 
there is there is an empty space around the Kaaba, and then there is a building, you know, there is a poles and stuff and pillars. They have a light, a green light way over there, tell you the that this is the you can you can repair to that one too, inshallah. Before years ago, maybe five, six years ago, they used to have a, a brown blackish line on the floor. But that line come from the black stone. Oh, really? But that line used to cause a lot of problems. Why? Everybody because people, when they keep looking for it, and they stop looking for it, and they cause a lot of chaos, so they, 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 they get rid of it. And the people, they see, the, they see it, inshallah. The first time, it may be a problem, but once you know, you, you will familiar to it, inshallah. Time. time. And we'll continue, inshallah, next time with the tawaf. Hada wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam 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 wa s